0: Phoenix Down Radio is on the air with your hosts Klaus Nightbringer, Fair Chili Chile,
1: and Luna Voss.
0: Welcome, everybody, to Phoenix Down Radio, episode 90. Wow, 90, guys. Can you believe it? Woo! look at us! We're nearly at the triple digits! We're getting close. How's everybody doing tonight? I am okay. How I'm actually you? doing pretty decent. Glad to hear it. But yeah, what we were talking about pre-show, um... I decided to go ahead and get Kieran's Osode of aiming, and Sarah's um, having flashbacks.
1: I also bought my striking one.
0: It, they are at
2: least not wearing an optical hat with it.
1: Because I, hey, a, I, I want it, but it's so, it's so hard to rare. get. It's I mean, actually ridiculously rare.
0: It's ridiculously difficult to get, because you have to get yeah. six eyes from bunny chests in Pagos, then you have to create the uh, cluster, which is actually like a soup-looking yeah. thing, and then you have to have, do you have just have it in your inventory do you have to use it on uh hakutaki hakutaku thingy whatever i
1: don't know i'm not actually never <laughs> seen it
0: <laughs> but then you then you have a chance of getting your O hat yeah it's rng on rng on rng rngs speaking of other things that are that everybody loves how about daylight savings time guys yeah oh forky yes. fork. Remember, uh, if you're watching this live, uh, daylight savings time is uh, Sunday morning, uh, t- 2 a.m. It goes right to 3 a.m. Boo! Unless you live in
2: Arizona or Hawaii, or not the United States, in which case, good job.
1: Hey, we get. Yep. We get daylight savings time as well. Really? Just what? Yeah. What it, the fuck were you guys thinking? Yeah, ours is at the end of the month though.
2: Yeah, ours got moved back a little while ago. Yeah. California passed the thing such that we might be getting rid of it soon. I certainly hope
0: so. It would be nice if they would just standardize and and get go away with it. But uh, until right, they great. do that, you need to make sure that that you uh, set your clocks ahead accordingly. Otherwise, you're going to be late. You're going to be late for work on Monday.
1: Wait ahead.
0: Yes. For us, we go from two a.m. to three a.m. You So you move it one hour forward. Yep. Technically, I'd be late
1: for
2: work on Sunday, but also technically, I don't work until one p.m. Sunday. So
1: you're gonna have to remind me on so next on next time we record that, otherwise, I'm gonna be confused.
0: Don't worry, I'll let you make sure that you're aware of when we start. So I'll be like chilly. Oh yeah, start that's the thing for a bit, isn't it? Yep, <laughs> and, and until they adjust at the end of the month. Fun times. Um, it's because
1: of farmers, isn't it, Rory? It's because of farmers. It
2: has a complicated history. It, it and looked, at this point, it's kind of just happening because
0: inertia is hard. Yeah, a lot of it had to do with wartime reasons. Yeah. So.
1: Also, it's 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 a complete lie outside America because in England, it's called the um, British Summertime. Mm-hmm. Who's ever heard of a British summer?
0: <laughs>
2: that sounds so made up.
0: I know. All right. So a little bit of upcoming show news, <laughs> just so you guys are aware. Uh, The next episode um, will be coinciding with Tokyo Fan Fest and the producer from the letter live. So because of that, we don't want you guys to miss out on it, and we want to be able to to report on it properly, so we will be going live 30 minutes after the end of the producer live letter on the 23rd. So we'll be able to bring it... We do need at
2: least a little time to process everything that was...
0: And Sarah needs some time to kind of calm down from being a giddy little schoolgirl. Hey... I do not do that type of thing about people. Well, you will for what he talks about.
2: Yeah, you, you will. I'll be like, that's really interesting. Huh. No, you're you oh, my like- God, oh, my God, oh, my
1: God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, there is a thing.
2: Yes. I said. don't do that. I <laughs> do the, huh, interesting. That's my thing.
0: <laughs> He's just not admitting <sighs> it.
2: Oh, my God, oh my God, God the hog All on fire.
0: All right. That's your thing. Now, that is your thing. I know that. All right. The next week uh, will be uh, on a detour. Made- and since I'm going to be hosting a panel on podcasting, my plan is, if I'm able to, I want to stream that live during my, uh, um, my panel. So, which that will be at 10.30 a.m. Central Time on Saturday, March 30th. If you're going to be in attendance, like Kane or Nick nar I look forward to seeing you guys there. Otherwise, hopefully we'll see you on Twitch. And then, the week after that, um, I have a work thing on Saturday. Boo. So we will be moving the podcast that week to Friday, April 5th, normal time. So I just want to make sure you guys are aware of our upcoming changes to our schedule. And uh, we want to make sure that we can see you live. And uh, yeah, because we love having you guys around. So that's the show news. Um, What have you guys been up to the last two weeks? Uh, I had job interviews.
2: I've got a second interview for one of them, so very hopeful on that. Hooray! I have the, I, This is the first time I've logged into games since the last show, honestly. Uh,
0: uh, that's okay. No, it know. isn't.
2: Judge me. Judge me so much. I'm failing no, somehow. I'm to
1: be honest. In my opinion, it's, as I said on Moogle Go Around recently, it's that time of the year where it's just like a little bit dead.
0: Yeah. This People
1: will come a little- back a- soon. To try the new cotton, the new main story in Hildebrand, mm-hmm. but that won't get take, yeah take long. So yeah, last time around,
2: I like when it yeah. was leading up to Stormblood, I spent the time capping off jobs, other stuff like that. But I haven't felt as obligated to do that this time.
1: By the way, I'm still saying that the new pre-order earrings will give a bonus to seventy-one, not at seventy-one, but seventy to seventy-one.
0: So you think it'll um, help us for that bit too?
1: Because if you read them, it says um, these earrings work from level seventy and below. Seems
0: reasonable. So we will see. Uh, what about you, Chili? What have you been up to the last two weeks? Uh, not much,
1: really. I've tried to do some BA, but I never really find groups at right times for me.
0: Yeah. Um, I want to talk. This is my hip of- KK.
1: This is my hip Hyperion character. Um, and yesterday, because I'm a crazed maniac, uh, someone on Twitter asked if I, if they would run, uh, I, I said, I, cause I've been trying to do Palace the dead for a while now. I wanted to reach 200 at least once. So I've joined a few groups in the past and not really made it anyway. Someone who's done it before I said that they were going to run it with me on yesterday. So we ended up running palace dead for about eight hours. Oh, eight wow. hours um we and we got i finished at like 5 a.m my time um, finished the delve <laughs> we got to 193 and white.
0: yeah
1: this well, that's better oh, than what i've previously done so i'm not gonna be angry about that so. uh...
2: It reminds me that this came, uh, came up when someone was asking a question about something else lore-wise. Yeah. Uh, I found out that I believe there's still only one person who has gotten the Necromancer title from doing that Delve 1 to 200 solo. And I believe it's, yeah, it's a red crazy mage.
1: Yep. But yeah, but some, other good, some good news though. The healer got the mount from the gold sack and nice. then after they got it I got it. So I got the nine Pegasus whistle.
0: So chili is rich, confirmed.
1: Nice. Now what I'm going to do with that pe- whistle, I don't know yet. Because I've already told myself that if I use it, I know that I'm going to be sad because that's like 30 to 40 million gil. But what else whistle. are you even going to do with the money? Buy a well, house. I only have a small house, so I would like a bigger house one day. So. Mm. And it would also pay for gear for my raid. Yeah, my raid stuff when the Shadowbringers hits. Fair. So. Chili the Slum. Yeah, okay. if I sold it, my dream of making a love hotel could be a real thing. Oh, my. Oh. That's my dream, okay. Don't take it away from me. I want to make a mansion that is a love hotel.
0: And That's Sarah's problematic. <laughs>
1: no, I've not noticed that. I mean, there would, that would be no actual stuff idea. like that. I just want the look of it
2: and then, i'm trying to get chloe
0: to stand somewhere better well right now chloe's standing <laughs> in the couch we're working on it <laughs> and then he's gonna have all um all raw <laughs> um retainer p- and uh, um people in this house so
1: Chili's house of lalafell yes that will be the that'll be the no it, it.
0: it's gonna be a uh, Chili's, uh um extension of uh the house of zayla
1: Oh my God! No! No! <laughs>
0: He's Why fran- is
1: it still a thing? We're franchise
0: it.
2: <laughs> uh, who Why
1: was is that- there still a
0: thing?
1: <laughs> wait, who was the mercenary again from Eleven? I can't remember. Naja salahim Yeah, because we, we know that she sold her s- sold things to afford the mercenaries originally. So, wait, what? Don't do- do you remember the NPCs that talked about how she used to do stuff when no. she was younger? Yeah, they not used to like that. Yeah, they, she would the. There was a couple of female NPCs that would uh, talk near the Aether, yeah the crystal to teleport in.
2: They talked about how there were rumors about her.
1: Yeah, uh, but about come the... on. <sighs> well, I mean,
2: if you get <laughs> to high enough rank and you can actually find out the truth behind them, and it's not that.
0: Uh... All right. Oh my god, you're the worst. <laughs> and anything else chilly.
1: Um I did a couple more BA runs, I got A V down to twenty three percent. So not cleared it yet. Maybe sometime in the future.
0: Very cool. Well, in the last two weeks I've actually done quite a bit of things. Um notably, um we went to Distant Worlds last week and Ooh. it was amazing. Um we met up with uh, uh Nicknar and Yelta and Ulf um Delta from Gather Together and her, and her husband, as well as um, our friend Saito and Lilith Akagi um, from Hyperion here. They joined us and we went to uh, Rock Bottom Brewery where we met up with uh, some other people and we had some food and some beers beforehand. Um, I had a lot of people really enjoy my Red Mage cosplay at the show. That was a lot of fun. Got a lot of people taking my pictures, talked to a lot of cool people. Some people are who are going to be at Detour, so we're going to see them then as well. Um, and then uh, on Saturday, we went and did a Brazilian brunch at Fogo de Show and it lots what makes and lots it Brazilian? of Brazilian? Because Fogo de Show oh, what makes the brunch Brazilian? Yes. The fact that it's uh, at a uh, Brazilian churrascaria. It's all shaven. Oh. No, all the
1: meat is shaven. That's how it's a Brazilian. Well, you're <laughs> technically not.
0: <laughs> you're
2: tech. Yeah, you're technically correct, but bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> for those of you who've never been to like Fogo de <laughs> show, they they bring out uh, meat on these huge skewers and you and they slice it off for you tableside. And it yeah, is. There's delicious. a couple of
2: Brazilian steakhouse houses around here that I've really wanted to go to. It Just, was de- that stuff's not
0: cheap. Though. No, but it was so worth it. It was delicious. Oh yeah. Um. Then I've started doing some uh, Baldezian Arsenal runs as well. Uh, we actually got past uh, Absolute Virtue, and I got to see Ozma. Nice. Um, so we got. The, I didn't get my uh, conditional Virtue minion though. <laughs> I still love that name. Isn't it cute? Well, I, I have started working on upgrading some of my gear. Like I said, I I, cr- I have my uh, Kirin's Sode and I have a couple of uh, um, Elemental Armor plus two pieces, so I have uh, a little bit more oomph when i go into eureka and i'm also working currently, on... i'm
1: saving up for my um legs
0: yeah I went, with, pieces. I went with cheaper pieces to start with because i'm like i said i went with the, the chest piece um yeah. because that's 300 so all of the um that i meld to it actually has effect which is nice yeah. and then uh, i'm working on my barred uh bow for um eureka as well so i can get that up to plus two and use that there so doing quite a bit of work in uh in eureka i'm enjoying it but yeah pagos is still hell and uh yeah nothing that there hasn't been much change on that but uh aside from that then yesterday i went ahead and uh, saw captain marvel nice that was so good if you have not seen it yet guys Please go see it. It's it's definitely very good.
1: I can't wait till it's on
0: Blu-ray. You're not gonna go see it? No. Why? I suppose you have to go to like a, yeah. one of the t- far towns <laughs> away because y- your yeah. theater that only has folding chairs in it um, only yeah. shows like one movie <laughs> every fortnight. It's
1: yeah. I don't like it.
0: I'll make I'll it, skip
1: it for now. Make a day trip of it. That sounds kind of fun actually. Yeah, but it's ex- if I'm going, it's expensive. That's fair. It's, it's like yeah, 20 quid for the train, 20 quid for the taxis, then the cinema tickets on top of that. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at like 100 to 150.
2: Dang. Just
0: to see a movie. Yeah. So I I understand. Yeah. yeah, like you'd want to make a day out of it if you were going to do that.
1: Yeah, I always make it out of it. So. But, and maybe uh, a
0: hotel or something like that. Yeah
1: yeah when I saw one movie i it was at night, so I had to book hotel as well on top of that.
0: dang, yeah, I mean, I've done that in the past like when I went to go see uh, Avengers uh yeah. last year, I actually did have a hotel room and uh, went out for dinner. I did at it 9, for 8, Baruto yeah, well, yeah, you had to because that one <sighs> was only shown in specific um theaters uh yeah,
1: that was I had to travel I think it was two and a half hours to see Baruto.
0: Yeah, it would have been about the same for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, um, I don't know if you guys have uh, if you guys have been watching uh, uh, uh. the stream throughout the week. You've noticed that I have been streaming a new game, Twitch Sings. Yeah, but, yeah is... because
1: it's a chilly I did
2: see a couple clips of that, which we definitely <laughs> cannot play here. <laughs>
1: yeah, I've seen some people clip it. Well, to be fair, we, I guess we can show it here because... Nah, more for content.
0: Twitch yeah oh yeah and it's it's a lot of fun and um it's currently in beta and I'm, I'm hoping that when it comes out and is released we'll be able to do more stuff with you guys as an audience so if you if you, if you like it you can uh stop by more often and, and take a look i'm gonna try and stream it a couple of times a week so i know it's not 14 related but it is channel related so Whatever. We're having fun. Exactly. It's a, it was a good time. But you, if you want to see what, what it's all like, we have a bunch of videos out, at, out on uh, our Twitch page. So you can take a look at those after the show. So let's go ahead and move on uh, to some gaming community news. Uh, let's start with a new community contest. The Flowers for All screenshot contest is live. Um, submit your screenshot of your character or group of friends celebrating the coming of spring. And possibly win an in game item. Um, while the prizes aren't new, they have the Scarf of Wonders Wit back in the prize list. Well, why? technically,
1: you can't get anymore now, so. No, it's have to in win the it. list.
0: It's in the list. So. That's what so, I mean,
1: though. technically, that's the only way you get it now, oh.
0: unless you were on during that event. Oh, that's right. That was just a limited time event thing, but still. Why? Anyway, um, what is People new. People might want it. What is new is their method of entry. The team set up a new website for contest submissions, which should really simplify the process. Um, so if you want to enter the contest, I will send the link here in the Twitch chat, as well as we'll put it in the I show notes. I didn't note.
1: even know there was a way to enter Oh, that would be why it's NA.
0: Yes, this is an NA contest. Sorry, Chili.
1: Yay.
0: Not like you entered them anyway. Well,
1: they were on the forums. I don't enter them.
0: Yeah, I, I th- and I understand why, you know, why they did it this way, because the forums sometimes confuse people as well as the fact that all the people who got stupidly banned they're basically ineligible so we'll see maybe they're still banned from entering it this way but we'll have to find out I probably won't enter but like I said if you like that kind of stuff uh, there's going to be 30 winners I just want to throw out
2: that when I hear flowers for all I start thinking flowers for Algernon and then it just goes to a very sad place
1: just me
0: Yes, just you. Oh, okay. Carry um, on. The, uh, we now have official dates and times for the new uh, North American and European data center moves. Uh, for Europe, Yay. the new data center light will be uh, implemented on Tuesday, April 2nd. Uh, and then the two-week period after that, you they will all have a, a free world transfers available for anybody affected on the EU data centers. So you'll be able to move your character from one server to another at no charge. You will also be able to move a larger amount of gill. You'll be able to get full reimbursement for your homes, plus uh, furnishings that you may have lost because of that. And yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're doing a lot of good to try and balance those servers out or make sure that you're not losing out on being with your friends.
2: I know someone who uh, posted the spreadsheet she was making of all of her different world-playing characters and oh, which Emmy? ones she was going...
0: Yeah. Yep, I saw that. She ha-
2: yeah, she does... Uh, she has a cosplay or a setup thing for Anonimo, which she has on many, many servers. And since so... she's not going to need nearly as much coverage now because she can go to other worlds with World Visit, she was figuring out which ones to remove or which ones to transfer to other worlds such that she keeps the ones she's bothered to level and still has good coverage.
0: Yep. And I was like... Wow. I think she has we like 15 spread, nanomos. Something yeah. like that.
1: Can't have too many nanomos. Yeah.
0: And the North American servers, um, we are getting a new data center crystal on Tuesday, April 23rd. Um, and our yeah. period will run from April, from then two weeks later, I believe it's like runs into um, the first week of May. By the way, so
1: that was some confusion. From what I heard, you can switch... To EU servers or NA servers. If, if you're, so if you're on NA, you will be able to transfer to EU servers for free. Yes, if you, you will not to. be able to
0: transfer back for free. No. Because they will no. not have the free transfer available for you anymore. Correct. So if you transfer from NA to EU, or you can go from EU to NA. Yeah. And that will be free, but you won't be able to transfer back for like two weeks. Correct. Unless you're on a preferred <laughs> server and then you can't transfer for three months. Yep. Which, <laughs> if you're on the
1: new server, probably is a preferred server.
0: Yes, exactly. So So I, I posted the full details in the Twitch chat, as well as I will put that in the show notes as well. So th- it will be a 24-hour maintenance, and if it goes beyond that, they will be giving out free days mm-hmm. to, p- to compensate for the uh, lost time.
2: Yeah, I imagine they don't want to move everything at once just because, mm-hmm. given that this hasn't been done before... There's potential for hiccups and they'd rather not have everything go down if that was yeah. the case now So
0: here's, test it on Europe yes well it is I the, mean you're
2: the smallest one Yes
0: that is true. It's also the one that has the most problems so I think they have more work to do on it Yes chaos is the worst and I, I don't think it's the fact that it's because it's chaos but I think there might be issues with where it's being housed and the ISP serving it
1: yeah
0: so they have to they have some things that they're going to be working on aside from putting in a new a whole new data center. Logistics is fun and easy. Wait,
2: it's neither of those. Well, it might be fun, depending. Yeah. Anyways.
1: All right. Be- Before we go to the next topic, I just want to add one thing. Yes. Um, there will be a Wolf's Den episode on Tuesday, the 12th of March. Wolf's Den is the PvP European streams, um, so if you live in Europe and you want a chance to win some stuff like the Taito um, little doggy And the Taito Cobra Kid, plus some PvP t shirts, make sure you turn into Twitch, the official Twitch channel, Fantasy 14, for the European PvP stream.
0: Yeah, that's a good call. I did see that, but I I keep forgetting that, yeah, you're, well, you don't watch it. Well, yeah, because
1: we only have, this is why I, I hate, I dislike how Square Enix treats Europe. Because how many community episodes is North America up to now by 20 something? We're, st- we're still on a, episode nine well see we don't <laughs> get vacation days <laughs>
0: yeah anyway uh, i made myself sad uh, prizes to win yeah no one thing that i'm noticing though is with the, this the um the new data center for the eu the fact that it's at the beginning of april um yeah. they're basically if if the way we've uh pick this out as far as when patch 4.56 drops, they're only going to have like a week to play before they go down. Yep. Or does that mean that maybe it's going live earlier? Question mark? Well, they'll announce it by now. We'll see. We might We might be hearing something soon, otherwise it might be coming up in the letter from the producer Live 50, which is scheduled for Tokyo FanFest. I uh, believe that is March 23rd. Um, As I said,
1: though, they, they can't have it... if They're going to announce it on then, but they can't have it any time after that bec- except for the 26th, because that's the first Tuesday.
0: Yeah, it would either be mean, then, because they did say late March, so it would have to be then yeah. or it would have to be before FanFest.
1: Yeah, and I, and before FanFest would be this tw- which would be 12th.
0: They would, so, th- no. There would have been preliminary
2: announcements by now. Also,
1: yeah.
2: I given that they've uh, wanted to do the previous ones, I can't imagine they do it before fanfest and rob themselves of something to talk about by uh being able to do previews. Yeah, I, yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean that's why we're all thinking it's gonna be after Fan Fest. It should be uh twenty third, twenty sixth. Yes. Yeah. Twenty sixth. Yep. Versus the nineteenth. Yeah. Twelfth or nineteenth. Well twelfth is, is this coming Tuesday. This, yeah. It's not this coming Tuesday. I mean the the soonest it could be is the nineteenth. But probably yeah. not. We would have heard by now. So probably gonna be the twenty sixth, right after Fan Fest. Um Like I said, we all knew that that was coming, but what we recently discovered was the fact that our special guest for that is going to be the world lore creator, not Sarah, Banri Oda. (laughs) Uh, He's also the main scenario writer for Final Fantasy Um, XIV. He's the dude who had to have the walls,
2: the floors of his uh, place reinforced to hold the weight of all the books.
0: All the books.
2: Good man. Uh, You know, probably. I don't
0: actually know him. So, like we said, make sure and tune in and drink in all of the wonderful lore. Uh, The main Final Fantasy XIV Twitch page will be Japanese audio only, but they are going to be doing an English language coverage stream on the official Square Enix Twitch page at twitch.tv slash square enix. So, for all of us over here and for EU, we can listen to it and get, uh, basically, we'll we'll get a uh, translator. So, that'll be kind of nice. They are also doing a QA and a with Oda-san, so if you want to submit a question, there is an official uh, forums po- uh, topic thread that they want you to post it in, and I have uh, gone ahead and put that in the Twitch chat as well. So if you're interested in asking a lore question to the man himself, by all means, go through read some of them. They're actually asking lore questions, it's amazing! Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I was really surprised and happy about that
1: because I've seen some of the questions that people have asked after screenings have asked them for a topic and it hurts my soul. I'm like, read the post!
0: Read it! Yes. No, I don't want to! Let's work! All right. Um, Some other Final Fantasy news. Uh, Dissidia NT is coming to Steam on March 12th. And it includes a free edition. So we're going to be able to play Decidia NT for free. But it's going to be a limited uh, selection of characters, which is going to rotate every week. Um, and I believe the story mode is going to be locked out as well.
1: Kind of like how Smite does it, I guess, where you get a certain amount of heroes you can play.
0: Yeah. Um, no. But there will also be a full paid version available on Steam as well, so you'll be able to... Uh, I, I don't know anything about crossplay. if we'll be able to play with people who have the game on any of the other I don't think consoles, there's any cross with this idea. Which kind of sucks. Yeah. But if you're interested and don't have a PS4 but wanna pl- wanted to play it, give it a shot. It's going to be free. Oh my god,
1: we've got two Lollifels watching the streaming game. Strong McSmallPants and Fried Papato. Oh my. I have to give them a show up, especially strong looks more pants. Just for the name.
0: Some people uh, say it's quite a name. Um, there was also a QA video posted recently with uh, Final Fantasy 15 episode Arden animated the animation director, uh Shinichi Kurita. He discusses the creative process behind the Final Fantasy fifteen episode Arden um me a second here I just covered over what I was reading here the prologue uh, and uh, reveals the steps that he and his team took to transform 3d characters from the game into a 2d um, uh, anime basically so I'm going to post that video in in the chat as well so it's really cool um, are you guys excited for episode Arden eh.
1: eh mine's still fantasy 15 again for it
0: I mean, it's probably as far as story-wise, probably the most interesting one of the episodes.
1: Okay, should I should say. I'll see how much how, how interested in based on the
0: price. Well, I think it's free, is it not? No, we have to pay for it extra.
1: It, yeah, because it was part of a new season pass. That's, so of course, the it's thing
0: is, be... they cancelled that season pass because there were supposed to be three other uh, um, episodes coming out with it.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't mean right. they can't just sell this individually. Because just because it was in the season pass doesn't mean it was originally not going to be sold separately if you didn't want it.
0: I haven't seen so, an announcement for a price though. Usually they Usually, would have done that by now.
2: You know, given that they did cancel the season pass yeah. and like they had to scale back a lot of the plans, yeah, I'm I p- wouldn't be surprised if they did change the, how they were planning to make it
0: available. I, I'm hoping that it's free, but like I said, if it's under ten bucks, I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, I uh, know-
1: so I really don't think it's going to be free because they're still going to have to pay for the cost of making it.
0: Yeah. Uh. Well,
2: I mean at this point it sounds like they've accepted that they're going to take a loss.
0: I mean it, it this is the final add, add-on content for 15. So they might yeah. just say thank you for all your support. Here's the last one. Enjoy it on us. I'm expecting or if maybe five it's going to be included to for free if you've purchased the previous season pass. We'll see. We'll see. Exactly. There has been no official announcement that I have seen on any news outlet or on their website so we're speculating but that's supposed to be coming out i believe late march early april yeah so soon we will see then anything else in the final fantasy realm you guys want to talk about or within the final fantasy creators world um not that i can think of off the top of my head uh, Um, chili you got stuff coming up with uh your other podcast don't you
1: Oh, Moogle go uh, i guess Moogle go around is going to have gathered together in a few weeks uh which is pretty cool i'm also doing a competition on twitter uh, which you can win a fat cat mount so if you want a chance to win a fat cat mount uh tweet me hashtagnico That's s n e k o n e o uh M E O W C E R. so make sure you tweet that out to me
0: um you should probably follow Chili on uh, on um, Twitter. Yeah, um, all of that stuff. Getting close there. to that
1: goal of one thousand five hundred, only four hundred to go. <laughs> only. Uh, uh,
0: uh, only. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, um we really don't have much of a discussion topic for this week because we are in that uh the pre patch lull. You know, in the. uh major dry spell for news content because we're all anxiously awaiting uh, FanFest in two weeks. Um, Where
1: we'll get the new race to announce the big chunguses.
0: Uh.
2: (laughs) 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 Oh, that thing never fails to make. (laughs) Uh.
1: (sighs) Thanks, She Heals I Tag, for that
0: image. But aside from that, like I said, the only things that I've noticed out there that are kind of discussion-worthy... It, it revolves around Eureka, and it th- I mean, I want to have an in-depth discussion about Eureka, and we're going to be doing that, I believe, in uh, our April 20th episode. I've given, I've tasked Sarah with getting through uh, the Eureka content so we can discuss it all as a group.
1: Woo! By the way, Sarah. Yeah? If you haven't been BA by then, make sure you YouTube BA as well. Because yeah. I haven't watched it, but I know there's a, there's some secret endings for B.A.
2: Yeah, if I've gotten to that point, I'll go ahead and watch the thing because yeah. I know it could be a while before I actually finish the content.
1: I'm tr- going to try and be rather than watch it, but I'm just saying same. in case you don't.
0: Right, right. Well, the, the thing is, like I said, there's the, the two bits where it, it, they're the one spot at the end of the story where the story diverges. Yeah. And there's some controversy around that. And I want to discuss a little yeah. bit of that as well. But uh, the biggest thing that I would just want to talk about real quick before we get into um, our special event of the of the episode um, is a lot of people are very upset and how people are getting into the Baldessian Arsenal right now. Yeah. On most data centers, I would say uh, Aether is probably similar to the way Primal does it. Um, most people are using premades <laughs> because they want to be able to communicate with the rest of the group. I mean, we're talking up to 56 players. I mean, that's a lot of cats to herd. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And so they want to be able to communicate efficiently and effectively. They want to help people learn the, the content well and, and waste as little time as possible because it can be very daunting to get in and out and, and through that, uh, that, that area. And, um, as well as you know then we can make the best progress through farm the stuff that we need to get out of the baldesign arsenal to improve our gear and and it just makes it overall more fun I, i think if you can make it organized and get people through it versus having to uh blindly go through and fight enemies and die and just it becomes very ugly
1: I can understand both sides, if I'm honest. Um, It's quite daunting to use the Discord, and some people do not have access to it. I know a couple of people on my friends list that play on PS4, they have no way to access Discord at all. So there's no way they could join it. So um, I can understand where some people come, but at the same time, it is really useful. Even if you don't want to chat on the Discord, which, to be fair, you don't, do not chat on that Discord. No, really. You join. You you'll join a leader group, or you'll be a leader if you yeah you're good enough at the if you think you've mm-hmm. cleared up yeah. enough content, you can give call outs, and then you'll literally just sit there as your leader will tell you he'll shout out mechanics, he'll tell you what's going on, he'll yep. go to yeah. the left,
0: it's very go to the right, very similar. Do to a twelve. If you have ever done any savage raiding, you generally have the one person who is in charge of. Doing calling out mechanics and things like that to help everybody kind of get through the content. This is just yeah. instead of having eight people, you're doing it with up to 56 people at a time. Mm, coordination problems, yes. So now, granted, Square Enix, Square Enix did create this content to be a public dungeon to where anybody who has um, access to yeah. it can get in, and I understand that. Um, However, I like, know really? that there have
2: been a lot of people who got very salty when someone unauthorized joined in, which, as far as the game recognizes, right. there's no such thing. Yep.
0: Or when people yeah. are, have been upset when the fact that a, a, a group does form up, they all spend the time to get into the same uh, Hidato's yeah. instance, which is not easy, guys. I've been f- it takes about two to three hours, I'd find. I've been fortunate, oh my God. and the yeah. longest it took me was thirty minutes. We actually had oh, two you're times. Lucky. The where, longest it took me was
1: five and a half hours.
0: Yep. Yeah, we the 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 short I've actually had it happen where all six groups yeah. spawned in the same instance on the first wow. try. Wow. It's very very fortunate on that. So I mean I'm yeah. counting my blessings. However, it can be very daunting to do it yeah. because people are going in and out of ha <laughs> of uh, yeah. um Hidatos, you know, trying to make sure they get into the same instance as the others. Um, and people yeah. in the past, people announced, "Hey, we have a pre-made here. We would like to be able to use BA when the fate pops." And then there the are problem people, with
1: that done now is, I mean, when the, people shout, oh, "We've got hold a pre-made," on, Chile.
0: hold on, chilly. Okay. Let me just go through this, and then we'll talk about it after that. What they they used, what they had done is, they'd say, "Hey, we have a pre-made. We would like to use the the portals as they spawn." But what ends up happening is people are. Yeah upset with that because no i want to go in and then they go in maliciously and they end up you know screwing however many people out of the opportunity to get in there and and they don't want to work with the group that's in there and that causes all these people who spent all this time trying to organize it their time gets wasted and they have to start over again but there have also been people who have been like we we have a pre-made. We're going in. You can't, and they're being assholes about it. So I mean, it's happening on both sides, and people yeah. even who want to just jump in, they want to say, "Hey, this bond. I want to join you guys. Let me in." And they're, and they and people are being like, "No," and then so people are upset about that. So it's kind of an essentially since the, co-
2: the content seems to have been designed around the idea that you're not necessarily going in with a full pre-made set of people you all know.
0: Yeah, they weren't expecting. Uh, The the community to go ahead and use a third party tool to set up these runs. I mean, I would be surprised if they hadn't at least considered
2: the possibility of it. Well, I know it's like the obvious thing to think of, as just uh, I don't know what you would actually do about that.
0: My biggest issue is I think it's going to be difficult to run through the content as a pug because they don't give you enough time to, within the game's confines, organize and call things out. Yep. That you get very limited time when you go in there right if you're not you know just cons- consistently moving killing enemies getting those bosses down and extending your time a la dynamis um it's it's it doesn't work
1: though if you are doing the content and pushing forward you do have decent amount of oh, time you do it, yes it,
0: yeah anyway you were you were going to then say chili i apologize I just wanted to get my point out i was
1: just basically saying about the whole um Portal sniping thing.
0: Yeah. Um, it, some GMs think that portal sniping is a bannable offense. Others don't. So even Square Enix's uh, support staff does not know at, at what point or what, where they stand on this entire thing. So I mean, it's, From what I
1: heard, it's a bannable offense if there is
0: proof, that, proof it's that it's
1: malicious. If you just jump in and you go, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to, yep. then that's not an issue.
0: Though the problem so if you with that jump is, in Go ahead, sorry.
1: If you jump in and then shout, LOLS, I joined in just so you can't win. LOLS, LOLS, trolls.
0: I
2: mean, there's... A, there are a lot... It's not like it's always yeah. the one extreme or the other. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that said, just that.
2: I think a lot of people are far less masters of deception on this than they like to imagine. Yeah, no,
1: no, I've actually had people send tells that do that. That literally say those sentences. I've had a message once saying, no, I've joined just because you can't.
2: Right. <laughs> My point is, uh, someone who was going to pretend that it was an accident. Yeah. I find that people are not nearly as good at being a master of deception
0: about that as they
2: like yeah. to think they are.
0: Yeah. So, I, unfortunately, like I said, I mean, the content is fun, but I think there are some issues with how it was implemented. And I'm hoping well, like, for those that be-
1: uh, are wanting to run it, it's not that hard. I'd say it's about, uh, just above expert level yep. primals.
0: But I, I do recommend that if you are going to look into it, Please do join one of the Discord servers for either uh, Aether, Primal. I want to say Chaos has one as well. I'm guessing so. So if you're if you are interested and in, in you like running that type of content, it's not quite Savage level, but it, like I said, yeah. it's I would say it's harder than. Well, the reason it's I would hard, say it's extreme. Yeah, I, I'd say it's extreme. It, extreme plus, maybe maybe a little bit harder.
1: Well, no. If you look at some of the extremes, if you were doing it at the like, like yeah the eye level that you would be if you were going when the content was fresh.
0: Yeah, but why I'm saying it's harder is the fact that there are mechanics that uh, one prevent you from being able to be raised in normal means, and will and the all of the enemies will one shot you if you get hit if you're not. Yeah, but ten-
1: then you've got mechanics like that in extremes as well. Remember Titan that knocks you off and you can't be raised from that.
0: Yeah, well, you know what I'm saying on that, though, too. In most cases nowadays, you You can't try again is the big one. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, you can be... Like Titan, you get wiped and you can try again.
0: Yeah. This one, no, you can't wipe again, or you can't try again unless you're lucky and get uh, a sacrifice, or you have your Remembered go off, or the Limit Break 3 of a healer.
1: Make sure you bring Spirit of Remembrance.
0: Yes. At least three.
1: I got lucky and I died during Raiden because one of the callers said go north, go left. So I went north, went left. And what he meant to say was, go south, go left. Ooh. So I ran right into Raiden. Oh no. Yeah, so I died, but luckily my spirit
0: remembered brought me back yeah, up. It's, it's only a 70% chance, which means there's only yeah. a 30% chance. Which means you're not going up. No, just kidding. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Artificially extended Hydaos. Pretty much. Elevator Doors. Pretty well, I, much.
0: They, and they are watching the content and they are making some changes. There have been a couple of uh, um, yeah. up edits to it, but we'll, we'll talk about that more when we get into the full uh, Eureka special. In, uh, also,
1: in remember, there. you don't need to beat BA to get your max relic weapon and armor. All the max stuff, increased stuff, gives you bonuses in Eureka.
0: Yep. The plus so. two stuff is only uh, uh, really... That's where it gives you the elemental bonuses. Otherwise, you are I uh, level 400 and 405. Yeah. Just, I just wanted to talk no, about that. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to talk about that real quick because uh, it was something that's topical and it's affecting people now. So... Yeah. The free ninety class. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I'm wearing two pieces of it too. I should know, right? I'm just yeah. not looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So... If, we'd like to hear what you guys think about it as well. So, I mean, if you've uh, if you've uh, experienced any of this and want to weigh in, you can always tweet at us at PHXDNRadio on Twitter, or you can email us podcast at com.
1: We all know that Pyrus is the best one just because it has Lava Scorpion's third form.
0: Yes. The Scorpion King. The Rock is in there? <laughs> no, Sarah? Oh, no, a giant rock. Yeah. I was waiting for that. Edward yeah,
1: just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, just said, Klaus is wearing a two-piece? <laughs> oh, my.
0: I don't get the <laughs> reference.
1: A, a two-piece outfit?
0: Well, I am uh, wearing a, a top and pants, yes. That's not what... Let's just pretend that didn't happen. <laughs> it's not a bikini, no. Anyway... So but well, I mean, there's no camera to
1: prove it, so here it is.
0: Anyway, because we don't have a lot to discuss on for for a discussion topic this week, Sarah went out of his way and uh he created a beautiful um discussion. Oh on... my god, stop hyping it up, man. Why? Because it's amazing. <laughs> it's beautiful, it's fabulous. Shut okay, up, Sarah. just because I
2: just because I know how to write an outline so that it's readable and has nice in
1: Look, sir, I've had a lot of podcasts recently over the last 2 weeks, so thank you for giving me some time to just shut up. Excellent. Sure that... And listen.
0: Anyway, sir. That
2: that said, I will be paying attention to the chat, so if anyone does have questions, wants clarification on anything, uh, please do not hesitate to ask.
0: And if you want if you want to actually ask a question of this in the uh, the Discord, you can also jump into the call-in channel and uh, we will take some people's questions live on the air as well. So, right. Because,
2: so, in response to a re- uh, request from the Discord, everyone, get your notebooks out. We are having a remedial review session. We are going to be reviewing some topics that may be relevant in understanding what's going to be happening in Shadowbring.
0: Is this because uh, Chili failed his uh, his test earlier uh, on the uh, Calamities? Hey, 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 we're not... Are you been going through my gradebook? Have you been going through my gradebook? book? Maybe.
1: See
2: me after class, Klaus. I
0: mean, I am getting an, an, an 85, so... So what you're saying
1: is I w- wasn't supposed to <laughs> write eye-punch things to every answer to every question. No. Yeah.
2: That's only a correct answer for a couple of the
1: questions. Yay, I got some right.
2: But, so today, we are going to be focusing on the multiple worlds that make up the cosmology of the game and their connection to the cycle of calamities in Eorzea's history. This will be on the final exam. So... First off, we've got the entire concept of astral and umbral eras, which is how we got introduced to a lot of the underlying concepts, and it's useful for understanding a lot of stuff about the game set. Uh, Eorzea's timeline is defined by astral and umbral eras. Astral eras are times of great prosperity and advancement. Umbral eras are times of strife and hardship. Now, the transition from that astral era to umbral era is punctuated by an umbral calamity, a major disaster that causes uh, widespread destruction over a very short time period. The transition from the umbral back to the astral is a lot less well-defined, and often it becomes something where people are like, okay, I guess things have been good for a bit. Now, a lot of the details that we have about those calamities, especially for those earlier eras, are educated guess or tales that have been passed down through generations where a lot of the details we cannot be sure about. The first calamity was the Calamity of wind. We don't really have any details about this one. The Mughals up in Mogholm in the Churning Mist do have ancestral tales of an ancient disaster that sundered the floating continent where they once lived. But beyond that, we don't have any specifics. The second uh, calamity was the calamity of lightning. Volcanic eruptions filled the sky with clouds from which erupted lightning bolts that ravaged the land for a 12 moon and a day. So like a full year of just endless lightning storm. Uh, Tales of the time uh, attributed to environmental devastation that was caused from over mining, over logging, basically over... uh, over-harvesting of natural resources.
0: Global warming. No, something
2: like that. <laughs> uh, I am put in mind of the eruption of was it Mount Krakatoa? I want to say uh, in the Polynesian, uh, not Polynesian, uh, but it was. Hmm. Yeah, I think it was Krakatoa, which the uh, ash clouds from that actually caused worldwide temperature drops and are believed to be one of the precipitating factors for the Dark Ages. Hmm. uh, Now, that one was a little bit of the less dramatic lightning strikes of destroying all structures and driving people underground, but still not a great time. The third calamity was the Calamity of Fire. Uh, It is said that the sun grew large in the sky, parching the earth and sapping the life from creation. Uh, The people of that time believed that it was caused by the gods seeking to humble the churches of mankind for conducting holy wars, witch hunts, uh, stuff like that. Uh, the historical record that we have shows that the churches of that time had grown proud, uh, the usual over on hubris, and had uh, started cl- doing all sorts of terrible things, claiming it was being done in the name of the gods, and so supposedly this calamity of fire was done by the
0: gods to punish them for it. Is this also why the Allegans were then basically against religion? So yes, actually, because after that third uh, umbral calamity,
2: we have the third astral era, very good call. The uh, people who had just gotten out of this whole thing that they believed was caused by uh, misuse of divine power, they kind of moved away from any sort of religious observance, which is why the Aligan Empire was a bit more of a, like an atheistic one, one that moved away from worship of the gods and towards the uh, technological.
0: And taking now, the primals and using their power for their own uses. Yeah. Where previous <laughs> <primals>. genera- uh, <laughs> previous generations would have seen the
2: primals as kind of like these div- manifestations of divine will. They saw them in terms of uh, the energy that they had, in terms of these other aspects. They took away a lot of the religious significance that others uh, would have given these uh, beasts. Now, we know a bit more about the fourth calamity, that would be the calamity of Earth, a massive realm-shaking earthquake. That earthquake swallowed Circus Tower in a rift of the Earth, which is why it remained buried until uh, we came around to the current age, and the massive earthquake caused the pretty much overnight collapse of the Allegan Empire. Even the far-flung places that weren't directly impacted by that did have the immediate loss of uh, the uh, kind of the home central coordinating stuff, and so likely would have devolved into... Uh, you might have some fun stuff with warlords, with local control, other fun things like that. Uh, now, this one, we do know a bit of the cause. There was a faulty power transmission from an Allagan orbital power satellite, uh, Dalamud, of course, where we learned in the Crystal Tower storyline that uh, Emperor Zandi was, in fact, purposefully uh, caused that power transmission, attempting to open a massive gate to the Void so that the Cloud of Darkness could come through. The tower was actually built to be strong enough to handle that power transmission, but the ground it was on was not, which is what caused that massive rift.
0: That's why that you was, don't build them on a swamp. I don't think it was a swamp at the time. I'm not sure now. Sorry, it was a Monty Python and the Holy Grail reference. Oh, okay.
2: Now, the fifth umbral is the Calamity of Ice, which is the start of the Age of Endless Frost. Uh, we don't really know much about the cause of this because after uh, the 4th Calamity, the 4th Astral Era, uh, Umbral Era and Astral Era were marked by a lot of distrust of technology, of uh, knowledge and education. And so a lot of historical record was destroyed. A lot of the methods by which people would keep history were destroyed. So whatever caused this Calamity of Ice and this mini Ice Age, we don't really have any records about it.
0: Why does it seem that every time we go into a new age, they go, they take everything to the extreme? Well, they saw, okay, something really
2: bad happened. What was going on? We were doing this thing. Let's try doing not this thing. Maybe we won't get hurt this time.
0: I mean, we're talking like what? extreme one eighties here.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, if you manage to make it through one of those calamities, you probably want to do everything you can to avoid anything like that ever happening again. Have think about uh, think about population-wide PTSD.
0: You haven't heard of these things called incremental changes? PTSD. And yes, I see in the chat someone calling
2: <laughs> that it, it about it being some sort of cover up. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, some people. Some people during those eras did take advantage of the information blackout of the distrust to manipulate it to their own advantage. That <coughs> said, I haven't <coughs> seen anything to. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 well, well lava fells might have been involved at some point.
1: Look, I, mean... I say, Chapman, just because at the point, at one point of time, lava scorpion lived on the world, and then he got. Of humanity, so went to his
0: cave. Well, the the, the that's giant, where he is now. Well, the thing is, that giant earthquake before that swallowed everything up. He, it scared him, so he went ran away.
1: Yeah, that, that's. But then he would have had the one right to the other. There was a
0: non-trivial amount of time between them.
1: Look, he was so hot that it took a while for the surrounding area to cool down.
2: Yes. So, anyways,
1: <laughs> uh, we do know
2: a little bit about what happened after that age of endless frost, whereas the uh. uh, uh. So first we know that the uh, Mikote migration from Mericidia happened during this time With a lot of the seas effectively frozen over Uh, Many of the tribes crossed over uh, during that period Uh, We know that as the temperature started to warm up This uh, began a lot of the stuff in the fifth astral era That would lead to the establishment of 12 uh, uh, civilizations, societies And the eventual war of the Magi uh, and eventually leading us to our sixth Ungboro calamity, the calamity of water, the giant flood that destroyed what were at that point the three remaining civilizations. Now, that one, the cause is generally accepted to be ethereal imbalance from an overuse of white and black magic. Both of those, uh, both white and black magic. Rather than just using the caster's own ether, consume ether from the environment around them to create more powerful effects. And when you had entire armies using uh, white and black magic, this uh, caused a massive imbalance, consuming ether of several different aspects, but not all of them, leading to, again, that uh, big imbalance of water-aspected energy, which is believed to have given rise to this massive flood.
0: You know how they can fix that, right? They can just give uh, White Mages a water spell? Well, uh,
2: sure, that's but... That's not
0: Fluidora and, and banned by most raid, raid statics? But, I mean, if you
2: do that, then at that point, all of them get consumed, and you're just kind of getting like a wasteland here.
0: Mm. Giant burn? Yeah, much better. Uh...
2: Now, this was the point we were at when we started of, uh, 1.0 1, uh, 1. Uh, And let me see Yes, many scholars were convinced That we've had our six That we have a complete elemental cycle One for each of the elements So that is the full wheel We have completed it, no more calamities coming
1: Man, and they're idiots well,
2: Everyone I mean, knows this
1: non-elemental damage Yes, <laughs> we,
2: that's <laughs> one that I've always gotten a bit of a laugh of We had the seventh umbral calamity the Meteor Project, the attempt by Nail van Darnis to crash the lesser moon Dolomud into Eorzea, which was lit, found to be the prison for the Primal Bahamut. Also, in- Final
1: Fantasy VII was about Meteor. Yep. Seventh. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: they they frequently make callbacks to the different Final Fantasies. Uh, there's an interesting tie in between the numbers of the various Imperial legions and yeah. the themes that seem to be showing up with them. So, yes, uh, we do have that enraged primal attempting to ravage the land before being defeated by an unknown force. Uh, The memories of that day are uniformly blurry and unclear, a major point uh, in the plot at the beginning of the game. Those who have, of course, completed the uh, binding coil of Bahamut know a bit more about the truth of what happened that day. (coughs) And as Tilly pointed out, I am privately amused that given that Bahamut is traditionally a non-elemental summon, that we have, okay, the non-elemental calamity.
0: But what about Uh, light and dark, sir?
2: So, that is a complicated thing. Light and dark as elements, in the way they're usually done in Final Fantasies, don't quite exist here. There's stuff relating to Astral and Umbral, though that's not quite the same. But there's a possibility of an 8th Umbral Calamity on the horizon. Oh, We've seen in the recent scenes, uh, Emperor Solus has made comments suggesting that Black Rose, that poison gas weapon created by the Garlean Empire, is an ideal agent of destruction. Uh, and there's a hint that this might be the basis of another upcoming calamity. Which, I mean, poison is an l- element in a lot of the FF games. But in wasn't the-
1: poison one dark of the darkness... Uh, yeah, darkness... Uh, Because blind is technically darkness as well.
2: It varies from game to game. Some have had uh, poison or bio as its own element. Some have had it show up with dark-aspected things. It is unclear. Uh, For reasons we'll get to, uh, having it as an elemental cycle may, in fact, be a complete red herring. But it was certainly something where scholars observed this pattern and tried to make their understanding of it fit into that.
0: But you also have to remember that it's going to be effective because of the uh, excessive amount of uh, light energy that's going on right now is why it'll be more effective.
2: We're too
1: good at our job.
2: Possibly. There's some stuff I'll touch on there in a little bit. We'll come back to that. Okay. Now, the length of those eras, it's not strictly defined. A lot of it seems to be just, okay, you have this period of... uh, destruction of downslide, and then this recovery. So it's not strictly defined how long those eras are going to run. But given uh, what we've seen historically, usually each astral umbral cycle runs around one to two millennia. Uh, The sixth astral era, which we uh, reached the end of in the 1.0 game, uh, lasted around 1,600 years, give or take. We know that the Third Astral Era ended around 5,000 years ago, and we know that it was at least 1,000 years long. Now, given that, the fact that we are facing the possibility of an 8th Umbral Calamity so soon after the 7th, we're looking at something like a decade or less. That's a bit striking, and it does uh, give cause to wonder if something important has changed.
0: I'm not saying Assians, but Assians. Well, Damn yes, you, a...
1: man-made climate change! <laughs> <laughs> Alright.
2: Plot so MacGuffins,
0: th- that's why.
2: Now that we understand that astral umbral uh, cycle, we're going to go ahead and move into another thing about the nature of the world, only in this case it's more about the nature of the world. We're going to be talking about shards and about the source. Ages ago, before even that first calamity, The world was shattered into 14 shards, essentially parallel worlds. These worlds started out as mere images of each other, but over time they did diverge. That divergence was over a course of many, many thousands of years, and unlike a lot of the usual parallel worlds tropes, it is extremely unlikely that replicas of the people we know exist on shard worlds. Uh, Except for Lava
1: Scorpion, he exists on all worlds.
2: The uh, only uh, people we have directly uh, encountered, uh, the Warriors of Darkness, who came from the first, they uh, specifically took on names that would ease their integration into Eorzean society. Their actual names and their job disciplines are different from anything in our world
0: like Steve i
2: mean it's possible
0: <laughs> their name is really uh, Steve that is so hard to pronounce
2: it now this is one that has come up a lot as people have wondered or speculated or declared their head canon to be canon but it has been left purposefully unclear whether these worlds are separated by physical distance whether we have some sort of dimensional phase plane shifting thing like a multiverse
1: yeah. To be honest, it feels like Doctor Who. Uh, you ever know, the episode where they have the Cybermen come in from a different dimension? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's, it's probably like a void between the worlds. It's possible,
2: but it has been left purposefully unclear. The like, there's certainly stuff that seems to feel more like one or another, but it has been left purposefully unclear. We do not know for sure how they are separated and how travel between them works. Anyone who does claim otherwise should be prepared to cite clear and direct proof with the source.
1: Well yeah, We find out about Gilgamesh though, because isn't this isn't it? He's the same Gilgamesh in every game. Uh, not
2: quite. That's a popular uh, fan theory, and there certainly are characters that look the same and that all that make reference to tra- uh, traveling the rift. So it's it's possible that they're the same, but it's not actually con-
0: now, Elevator Doors in chat uh, mentioned Omega.
2: Yes, Omega is one. Uh, the, way it was de- uh, the way it was described, especially that scene where Omega is talking, uh, <laughs> reviewing its logs about going through space, the different planets and encounters, that at the very least seems to suggest that there's some amount of traveling through physical space. It's mm-hmm. unclear if the world that it left from was one of the reflections of our world, was some other world entirely... I mean, if you do have these parallel things, is it creating an entire universe each, or is it just like a localized?
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, is it possible that it, that it's not just our world that is, you know, has multiple things? Mm-hmm. That it's an entire u- universe? Like I said, you know, ex- expanding upon the multiverse theory, which isn't possible, but also very extravagant with universes.
2: <laughs> but I mean, we're we're just I mean, focusing on the one world. minutes,
1: so. fancy can do it. I,
2: it is. <laughs> it is possible. The big thing that I would say is that we do not really actually have a good answer to is this just a dimensional separation? Is it a physical separation? What is the nature of it? We do not actually have an answer.
1: All we we just know know that all the, the universe works. is right on the giant back of a scorpion. We
2: do know that the world shattered into these shards. That is the bit that we are sure about. The exact nature of that, uh, beyond that, we're not certain. So, going back a bit, the world that we live on, that one is called the Source. It is, in some way that I'm still not 100% sure on, the original. And the other worlds are reflections of the Source. I'm not really sure what makes this one the original and the others reflections of it, Uh, but then again, it's not like I was there when the worlds were shattered,
1: so... Maybe we were the ones, when it shabbed, that stayed closest to Heiden, Hence why we're the Source.
2: It's possible. We don't know. But, it, but this world is the considered kind of the original.
1: Now, That's each cal-
2: each calamity on the source, each of those calamities we've had in our astral umbral era su- cycle coincides with the complete destruction of a reflection. Uh, it's not actually a coincidence, but we'll get to that.
0: So, At quick question. Point- Sorry. Um, sure. So, it's only the source that experiences these calamities? We believe so.
2: We haven't actually been able to sit around on the other ones, but given uh, what we've heard described from people who came from other worlds, I guess Unokai I thought all well, the one.
1: other worlds do, don't they? Because the world of darkness, the reason why they... The warriors of darkness, the reason why they came here, was because of the fact they had darkness come... They, you know, the, they were like, having something bad
2: happen, but it's not necessarily the case that they experienced all those calamities as we did.
1: No, but they experienced at least one.
2: Sure, but we're getting to that. Yeah. But what Klaus is asking is, like, we've got seven calamities in our history, but those yeah. other worlds weren't experiencing those all of those calamities. That was just something happening on the source. Yeah, that's yeah. Yes, and that is a, a good astute point. So far as we know, that is the case, though it's not like we've been able to sit down with historians from the Shards' to, uh, reflections to talk about it. Uh, at this point, with the destruction of Reflections, we have the source, and six reflections left.
0: Okay, sorry, one more quick interruption. Nick Narnchett chat saying he thought calamities were caused by the fall of the other world, but isn't it actually the other way Uh, around? We're getting to that. Okay, okay. Uh,
2: Good good question, good observation. This is one where there's a lot of stuff that people think they know, or think they figured out, but there's a lot that we're not actually sure on. I'm doing this step-by-step, mostly to build on what we do know, from that to what we think we know or what we've observed and what that might imply gotcha but at this point we can definitely say each calamity coincides with the destruction of a reflection the exact uh nature of that connect of how those are connected we're not quite there yet now we do know a little bit about some of those reflections one reflection the 13th we know better as the void Uh, A violent shift in the balance between light and darkness resulted in the destruction of the Thirteenth and its Aether, in a flood of darkness. When we do go to the world of darkness uh, in the Crystal Tower Raid series, we can see the scraps and remnants that scrabble for dominance, while seeking a path to a world more abundant in Aether. All of those various demon summonings are actually creating bridges to uh, the 13th, and creatures are attempting to either escape across the boundary or extend their influence uh, across it. Uh, The more powerful Void Scent sort of drop their spirit in, uh, animating uh, bodies to create succubi or other things like that in order to try to draw power from this world.
0: So the 13th hasn't fully been destroyed then? I mean,
2: it's effectively destroyed. There's like, like, is, there's tiny little scraps, but the world is pretty much gone. There's a couple little scraps floating in nothingness. It, when you've been to the world of darkness, a couple islands, but there's not a world there. Okay. There's just tiny little remnants, little bits of dust, effectively okay. scrabbling for purchase upon. Almost nothing.
0: Yeah, because I guess I don't recall seeing it, whether if there was you know a more firmament around where we were actually at in the dungeon versus
2: not those... really that
0: I could see. Okay.
2: Think of it like in the
0: bird. Technically, there is stuff
2: there that is scrabbling to exist, but for practical purposes, the place is dead. Was now, well, yes. Then we started bringing ether back to it, but before that, now. Uh, One uh, reflection, the first, is at risk of a similar catastrophe, only light aspected. The circumstances seem to be similar. There is a sudden strong shift in the balance between light and darkness, and on the first, a flood of light is imminent, which will scour all life and ether from existence. Uh, We did meet the warriors of darkness who came from that shard. Minfilia returned uh, to the first with them in hopes of taking on some of the ex light and averting catastrophe uh, it seems suggested that we are getting some of that spillover light from the first which is causing that uh, uptick in uh, light a- in light aspected things that may be empowering black rose so they uh, are
0: actually the closest one to us yes. hypothetically <laughs> yes the numbering
2: of the cards does seem to relate to how close they are to the source the first is the closest to us
0: so how are we going uh, to travel so, all the way to the 13th?
2: I mean, that is one of the reasons that uh, Emperor Zandi wanted to create such a powerful... Uh,
0: he was a bending, huge power station. He was potentially bending space-time. Maybe.
2: Again, we don't really understand how the worlds are separated, <laughs> what the nature of it is. But whatever it was, it, the 13th is the farthest away, and that's something that takes a lot of energy. Wormholes! Maybe.
0: Uh. It's a now, sandy our bef- bridge.
2: Our best understanding is that it's not light or darkness being dominant by itself that causes a flood, but a sudden, powerful shift. Slow, gradual changes seem to be all right. A fl- and importantly, a flood destroys all life in ether and leaves the shard dead. None of the sides in the great cosmic battle want this outcome. And that brings us on to the
0: great battle between Hydalin and Zodiac. Okay, sorry, before you go on, I have one a couple sure. more quick questions. So, in the in the case of the 13th, the Asians were not able to gather anything out of that then? Correct. They view the 13th as a failure that they do not want to repeat. Okay. Uh,
2: I believe let me actually I was just looking at something in my encyclopedia orc about this. Page 2. Give me just a sec. There's actually a specific reference to this. Live research people. It's one of my many things I do.
1: Was it page 2?
2: Here we are. Ah yes. So in the on page 213 where it's discussing the Asians, we have Igeorum. Uh, who you may remember we fought along with La uh at the Chemical Research Facility. Everybody's favorite dungeon.
0: Woo! In the
2: 13th, igeyarm's power proved too much for the inexperienced bringer of light. That would be Udol Kohai, I believe. And their oh, one-sided really? battles. Uh, yeah, he talks a bit about it, how his, the world he came from was a void, how he was too young and inexperienced. The fact that Elidibus brought him over, uh, guy's a snake, he's plotting something, he's keeping so much from us that's important. Anyways, uh, their one-sided battles eventually resulted in a flood of darkness consuming the entire world and rendering it a nigh-empty void. What life remained quickly atrophied into ether starved monsters, relegated to fighting amongst themselves for dominion over their corrupted realm. Void of its ether, the 13th could no longer be rejoined with Hydalin, ultimately losing its value to the Ascians. After fleeing to the source, Igeorm sought redemption for her failure by enacting Lahabrea's will. However, even with their essences combined, the pair could not prevail over the Warrior of Light. Thus, Egeorm met her doom. Doom! So, yeah. Uh, pretty much, she did not do her job properly. She brought too much to bear against the warrior of life who was too young and not at all prepared to fight back. And that uh, strong, sudden shift in the balance ended up causing that flood that destroyed the third team. She fucked up bad.
0: She brought a nuke to a sword fight? Pretty much. And that's
2: not something you want to do in this case, because utterly defeating your opponent actually causes a bad result here. So yes, let us now get to what Anonymous frequently refers to as the giant cosmic custody battle. <laughs> Eidolin and Zodiar. Seriously, so much about this becomes amazing if you view them as like a divorcing couple that's having a custody battle. Oh dear. Now, Long ago, Heidelin and Zodiac, emblematic of light and darkness, warred for dawn. Zodiac was the stronger of the two, and he likely would have won the battle eventually. But Heidelin somehow caused the shattering of the world into the shards, and as part of this process, Zodiac's power appears to have been divided among the shards, leaving him greatly weakened and allowing Heidelin to defeat him and cast him out. So, yes, that uh, shattering we were talking about, that was something that appears Heidelin did on purpose. The Asians wish to return the world to its original state. Uh, Those 14 shards recombined back into one world and Zodiac ascended. And they call this endeavor the Ardor. As part of this, they want to recover those fragments of Zodiac's power that were sealed off in the various reflections. An act which they call rejoining. Now, this was something that you were asking about earlier. And yes, each calamity on the source coincides with the complete destruction of a reflection. But unlike a flood of light or darkness, this seems to involve the destruction of whatever barrier exists between the reflection and the source, allowing the ether to flow back from the reflection to rejoin the source. Now, this distinction is academic to those living on the Reflection, as all their eat, world's ether is lost and the world is still destroyed. Comments made by Solus suggest that the Ascians are also performing work in the Reflection as part of that destruction of the barrier between worlds. Which, as you were asking earlier, it does suggest that the Shards do not experience the cycles of calamities that the Source has. They just have that one calamity that ends everything.
0: Okay, but then the question remains, is it the calamity that causes the fall of the other world or the other way around?
2: Right, it is unclear. Uh, It does seem that Ascians have a tendency to build up both sides of a conflict until at least one side has power enough to cause a release of a tremendous amount of energy and the
0: will to do so.
2: And that's where we get our calamity.
0: So basically so I, it has to happen on both sides.
2: Maybe. We don't really know what's going on. We know that something is being done in that other world uh, reflection to prepare for it. We don't know if they're having like a simultaneous one where it's something of like, okay, hit it with a hammer from both sides. Or if it's just like, okay, let's do this stuff to weaken it, but it's maybe more subtle. We don't really know what's going on in the other world. This would acquire a of dimensional physics, yada, 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 than we
0: actually have. Somebody call Bruce Banner. He might be able to help us. Yeah. We do know that... They would have
1: more luck with Ant-Man, if I'm honest. Hmm.
0: You mean the original Hank Pym?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. (coughs) Possibly.
2: Maybe. Uh, I'll watch movies later. Anyway, (laughs) so we can speculate about all sorts of things, but what we do know for sure is that some amount of preparatory work needs to be done in the reflection as well, and that there does seem to be, whatever it is, there's some massive catastrophic release of energy. Uh, It's not clear to me if the calamity itself is what's required, or if there was some way to generate that massive release of energy without a calamity, if that would be enough. I don't know. Granted, a calamity involves lots and lots of people dying, and that flood of, that rush of ether moving around might also be part of what drives it. We don't know. Uh, Now, at this point, those seven calamities that we've had that we mentioned earlier, the ether of seven reflections have been returned to the source. And each time that has empowered Zodiac further. Now, Zodiac may not be able to return to his full original strength. We did have that flood of darkness on the 13th that annihilated the ether there, and rather the, than returning it to the source.
0: And the impending uh, flood of light on the 1st?
2: Right. Though, as uh, I uh, said, that was something that uh, we were moving to counteract. Yeah. Because neither side wants floods to happen. The Ascians, they see it as a loss of the power that's going to be needed to bring back zodiac. Uh, those associated with Heidelin share her view of seeing it as a tragic loss of life. So, on this one thing, we and the Ascians are actually on the same side. But it doesn't stop either side from trying to use the threat of a Flood as leverage against the other. Like, I could totally see Elidibus being like, hey, there's this flood happening, this is bad, there is no choice but to do this. And that just happens to guide us along towards what he wanted us to do anyways. He seems like the type to give you a choice between what he wants and disaster, and not acknowledge other possibilities. Now, it's unclear how many Calamities are required to get Zodiac to sufficient strength that he could defeat Hydaelyn. But well, each ca- calamity that we have does move us closer to that unknown line.
0: Isn't that line really probably pretty close for the fact that Hyland is so weak at this point? Entirely possible. Like, we don't know the nature
2: of what exactly is, uh, of how exactly Zodiac was cast out, what's keeping him out. The fact that Hylian is not in good shape is probably not helping. But this is, again, one of those things where we don't know. We are missing a lot of information. We tend to be in the dark about a lot of really important stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, <clears throat> to make matters worse, current events, and especially that unknown voice that keeps putting our friends into comas suggests that we are navigating an extremely thin line, a knife's edge, between two disasters. If our side is too successful, we're risking triggering a flood of light. We can't just crush Garlemald into the ground. Uh, The fact that Minfilia uh, acting as the will of the mother was taking on all that excess light from the uh, first is probably contributing to this as well. If she's bringing in a lot of light, and we start adding to that, that seems like it has the potential to risk a flood. And a flood of light on the source, I can't imagine that ends well. But if the conflict continues, we're going to see that escalation of power and of desperation that has traditionally led to calamities and brings us closer to the return of Zodiac. And to make matters worse, the other side, in this case Emperor Varys Is convinced that Rejoinings are a good thing The return of ether to the Source brings it closer To, it closer to its original State and he believes that will Empower the races of man to the Point where we can cast off The Asian yoke and reclaim Our own destiny So trying to convince him not to do this Is not an option Hmm So yes, that is the somewhat desperate situation we find ourselves in as we move up to Shadowbringers. Because of this ongoing cosmic custody battle that we find ourselves in the middle of. Now, too much light or too much darkness, neither of those is really conducive to the existence of, well, life. But between the two of uh, them, between our two toxic parents... Heidelin, at the very least, seems somewhat concerned with our continued existence. So, even though I know a lot of people are very much feeling Reigns of History back in the hands of man, if we got a side with someone for now, Heidelin seems most likely to at least want us to get through this and then be able to do our own thing. So she's probably the best deal we've got right now. But we are not in a great situation. So yeah, look forward to Shadow. Just how much worse it can get.
1: Can I be adopted, co-
0: please?
2: <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> with the same
1: Shadowbringers, I'm going to go with bad. <sighs>
0: yeah. Like said, we have to balance things, so that's why. First, you send
2: some. Uh, you spent it's split custody. We're going to oh. be spending some weeks with the Hydalin and some weeks with Sotyark.
1: No, so I we're think
2: I think Zodiac's been ruled an unfit parent or something. How many shades do
0: you think we'll get?
2: No, no, no! <laughs> I am cutting that off right now.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'd like to throw in, if people do have questions for other uh, subjects, we'd like to do this kind of review on. Get straight what we know, what we don't know, what we what we speculate, and what we. Uh, a lot of the common things that we think we know, but turn out to not actually be confirmed yet. I am happy to do this kind of review for other topics. It helps us get a firm footing as we're going forward.
0: Now, I believe a lot of this came from a Twitter thread that uh, we got from a, from Dan Sanders one. Is that correct? Uh Oh, no. So or this... that was a, was that a different one?
2: That was a different topic. He was asking a little bit about necromancy uh, in the uh, FF14 setting. But
0: well, I do see him talking uh, about this... some of the light and darkness stuff here too. And... Yes, that
2: was something that was touched on a bit. Uh, so Hydaelyn and Zodiark are of these light and dark aspects, but neither like It is important to remember that, especially in this setting, light is not necessarily morally good. And dark is not necessarily morally evil. They're just two sides Uh, of the
0: same coin, really.
2: Well, yeah, but, yeah, something like that. So that phrase has always felt a little glib to me, and it doesn't quite sum up what I want to get across here. Uh, How would I say it? It's something where, uh, like, for instance, Dark knights who use uh, what's described as kind of a dark power to it. They're not necessarily evil, but they are using this dark, destructive force, and it's only through the power of uh, love, of having something to tame it, that they do not lose themselves to it. But it is something where they are using this type of power towards good ends. They're using it to enact justice for those who otherwise would not be able to get. Uh, Pretty much this concept of light and dark is not necessarily a concept of good and evil. Is in it... terms of Hydlin being uh, light-aspected and Zodiac being dark-aspected and Hydlin being way more on our side than Zodiac is. But that, uh, that's not something inherent to light and dark. That's something of the specific situation that we find ourselves in. Two different
0: in. types of energy <clears throat> in that case. Something like that. It's like the metaphysics of this is a little... Weaker. Yin and yang kind of thing? Ish... If... Just trying like, to come up with something yeah, no, real life that, no. that we can compare it to.
1: Yeah. Do you think I mean, that uh, we're going to see Zodiac in the future? Because technically we still haven't seen it.
2: I would be surprised if we don't see it eventually.
1: I, I feel like it's not going to be this expansion but the next one. Yeah, i I would be surprised if we didn't eventually,
2: but I have no idea when that might be. This is not a slightly darker
0: crystal. crystal on the moon. It's on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so then the, the the thread that I referenced in Twitter from Dan Sanders one, maybe something you'll be discussing as a lore topic in uh, an upcoming episode. Uh, that one was mostly had yeah, a couple of quick questions about, okay. uh, about
2: some stuff. I don't know that there's enough for a full thing there, but if we're ever doing short topics, I could throw that in.
0: All right. Sounds cool. Anything else that you wanted to talk about?
2: Uh, not right at the moment. As I said, if there's other remedial topics that people have questions on, stuff to get you situated as we're going uh, into Shadowbringers, stuff that you're, uh, especially if you decide, or stuff where you do the new game plus, you go through uh, different parts of the scenario and see things that you uh, didn't remember before, or want to say, hey, how does this fit into what we understand now? I always appreciate those uh, requests. I always appreciate Mm -hmm. being able to provide a topic that you are going to be interested in. Uh, And yeah, I I actually really like doing these reviews in part because it gives me a chance to put together, okay, what do we actually know? What are we working with? It gives a chance to organize a lot of those thoughts. When you go back and review your, your old notes, your old understanding, oftentimes you can put it in the context of what you've learned since then and you get new discoveries out of it. So, yeah, never hesitate to ask. Even the old stuff often gives us some new insights.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you for that. I hope you guys Ooh. all enjoyed it as much as I did. I thought that was really good. So, what we learned today, everyone, is that
1: Hydalin is a crystal that rides on the back of a scorpion and then they shattered. And each shard uh, crystal has a version of Lava Scorpion, and one day they'll merge and become Super Lava Scorpion. That's what we learned today.
2: D minus.
0: <laughs> e for effort.
1: Each calumny Tea was brought by Zodiac doing different things. The water one was him having a bath. The <laughs> <earth> cake was.
2: <laughs> D minus minus. <laughs>
0: he's going he's to. Make... Like,
2: I don't want to in my next year but I don't know how much more I can lower your grade
0: <laughs> alright
1: the, the earth one was him moving to his volcano home then the cold one was because he left the area so things got cold we all learnt today I the don't want to
2: know what the wind one was
0: <laughs> he had chilly that day <laughs> but oh.
1: and then when Bahama he saved us from Bahama <coughs> and now he rests in his palace in the volcano.
0: Praise love, Welcome
1: Lord. Welcome to Nova Chili.
0: <laughs> uh, 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 most of that was not canon. And all of that came right off of the top of Chili's head.
2: Yeah, that sounds about right.
0: Well, guys, that's going to do it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please make sure to like, subscribe or follow us on Apple podcasts, Google play uh, podcasts, or, uh, whatever your favorite podcatcher is. And if possible, leave us a rating or review. Uh, it helps others find us and helps us to grow out in the community. And if you really dig the show, you can consider subscribing here at Twitch at twitch.tv slash radio. Um, help us to unlock more emotes available. Um, uh, the more subs we get, the more emote slots we're going to have available. And, uh, we we love sharing all those cool emotes with you. Um, if we hit our, what is it? Uh, 50 sub points, by May, we're gonna be able to get a chili emote. So help us get that goal because we all want chili, right? We all need more <laughs> chili Sarah in our Not now.
1: Says like no more chili. Uh, <laughs> you're just encouraging him.
0: <laughs> or you can uh, consider uh, becoming a, a patron out at Patreon.com/slash/PhoenixDownRadio. Uh, any proceeds we that all know we ought a
1: say emote. Well, another one
0: anyway. Yeah, we, we, we'll. we'll we're going to be doing some, uh, rearranging of the emotes. If we were able to unlock all of the different slots, um,
2: clearly you need an em- piece to my hands. Huh, that's not a bad idea.
0: Anyway, <laughs> anyways, um, <laughs> you consider uh, being a patron on a patron.com slash radio. Like our amazing friend, a Fenrir. Um, all, like I said, all these proceeds go towards growing the show, um, improving the quality of the show, cover hosting costs and, uh, also do giveaways and things like that as well. Um, but whatever kind of support, whether it's emails, likes, retweets, follows, subs, or whatever, it's always great, greatly appreciated. We love interacting with you guys and the rest of the community. Um, if you want to check out our uh, backlog of, of uh, shows, um, you can go to our website, Um If you have a question or want to suggest a, um, a lore segment, you can go to uh, email us, podcast at phoenixarmradio.com. Or shoot us a message out at Twitter at PHXDNRadio. Um, and if you're listening to us on the podcast, come join us live sometime at twitch.tv slash Radio. Shout-outs! Uh, I'll go ahead and start. I'd like to
2: shout-out to all my friends who gave me support and encouragement while I've been doing the job interview circuit the last week. Uh, also well,
1: congratulations so- on that, sir.
2: I mean, I don't actually have the job yet. so Yeah, but oh,
1: still, on going out and doing that is still timing
2: and yeah
1: you know putting
2: yourself out there is hard uh also big shout out to flattest from maelstrom radio uh who i joined a little bit earlier for a segment he's doing on mental health issues uh he's doing some really great work and definitely check that out at maelstrom radio uh shout out to my amazing co-hosts you're I don't want to say amazing because I just said amazing. That's repetitive. But you're great people. You've been really encouraging throughout this uh, whole thing. And I love working with you.
0: And where can they find you?
2: Uh, So you can find me on my Twitter at FFXIVSEYRR. Where I mostly tweet about interesting things that I cooked. And weird stuff that I found while working at the library.
0: And we feel the same. about Which apparently people like. Huh. I was going to say, we feel the same about you as well. So thank you Aww. for that. Chili, and please, we, we're going to ask you nicely, please do it at a normal speed. Yeah, no one can Aww. understand you when you go that fast. Aww. You have plenty of time, what? sir.
1: Fine. Shout out to She Hills I Tank at twitch.tv. She Tank. A shout out to Motion Radio. Um, go check them out. As Sarah said, they're doing an amazing show coming up soon, hopefully. Um go check out um Moogle Twitch I see some Moog Radio where we'll be having Gather Together on at the end of the month. Also, there's a talks of a meoni appearing eventually. Ooh. So go check us out soon. Also, um go check out Gather Together music, stay of the Re- all your favourite podcasts that talk about the Final Fantasies. Those are some stuff. Um cool. and also shout out to Strong Look, Small Pants who sat right next to me. Yay, our new co-host. He can replace
0: me. No, he can't. You will
1: be my replacement.
0: Sorry. Nobody can replace you, Chili. <laughs> and what about your other podcasts? Yeah, that's fine. Job? Go
1: check out Phoenix Sound Radio at twitch.tv. or Phoenix Sound Radio or Sound oh,
0: And where can I find you? <laughs> that's
1: another podcast I'm on, right?
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Tell that's me, true. tell me,
1: Stryke, small pants. Is that what I'm supposed to say? Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: Strong with small pants is just like kicking his legs back and forth. He's enjoying life there.
0: Yeah, he is. Chili, where can they find you? Oh, you can find me at MGR underscore Chilly.
1: <gasps> remember to tweet me. Yeah, it's, it's you two as well. Remember, because it's a different podcast so you guys can tweet me as well. Hashtag Nico Meowter for a chance to win one of two fat cat minions. Mounts, sorry. Mounts, not minions. Bounce.
0: Mounts. All right. And I want to shout out to my amazing co hosts Sarah and Chili. You guys really do make this worth doing every show. Um, shout out to Nick Nar, Yelta, um, Saito, and his wife, and uh, Yelta's husband, Ulf, for uh, joining me at uh, Distant Worlds. Had an amazing time. Um, really hope to be able to do it again soon. Please come back again, Distant Worlds. It was so much fun. Shout out to Kane. Who oh, I forgot
1: be- to say... If you're going to KupoCon this year, I'm buying tickets next week. Well, when they go live. So please look forward to it.
0: Okay. Um, Shout out to Kane, who's going to be joining me at uh, Anime Detour in three weeks. um, March 29th through the 31st at the Hyatt Regency in uh, downtown Minneapolis. If you are uh, interested in going, you'll be able to get tickets at the door. I believe they still will have some available there. Um, And like I said, I'll be doing my panel on Saturday at 10.30 a.m., um, hopefully streaming it here at twitch.tv slash Phoenix on radio, but for sure, I will be recording it and putting it up as a video and podcast, a special podcast. So look forward to that. Um, shout out to Luna. Hope you are doing well. And, uh, you can, if you want, you can find me out at phxdn underscore So for my co-hosts, Sarah Timono for Chile, I am Klaus Neibringer wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of phoenixdownradio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy 14 and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. open the music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal War theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash Guilty Closing music for this episode is provided by Guitar Linker 90. Please check out our full version of Matoya's Cave and other Rock video game covers at youtube.com slash 90 The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts, and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.